Greetings and welcome back to the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. Man, 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 man. Today, happy, happy Friday, man. If your week was anything like mine, I know that you are thrilled to be at TGIF. And damn it, I am too. Um... It's been a doozy. I don't even know where to start on it, but we'll we'll just go ahead and lock in. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope that you're catching up, caught up, and enjoying these past few episodes. Cause I know I have. Um, I know that may be biased, but not for real. Uh, they've definitely been some great conversations, and I just hope that you are taking advantage and, and listening and, and being enlightened through literature. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Uh, today we are speaking on The Sun Does Shine by Anthony Hinton. For those of you who don't know, Anthony Hinton is an American activist, writer, and author who was wrongfully convicted in the 1985 murders of two fast food restaurant managers in Birmingham, Alabama. Hinton was sentenced to death row on, yeah, he was sentenced to death on the state's death row for 28 years before his 2015 release. Um, A lot of us may not be aware of this um, particular occurrence, but um, when I read this book, I did go back and, and research into that unfolding, and man, that was, whew, some unscrupulous shit, how they, how they had him uh, wrongfully, wrongfully convicted, like I said, and bro, do you know how hard that's gotta be to be on death row for 28 years, like, you just, you just really never knowing what's gonna happen, when gonna be my day, what's, what's, what's to come, and here he is, amongst people who did what they did, guilty as fuck, <laughs> They did what they did, but he himself, Anthony Henson, was innocent. Man, it was clear across town when these actions occurred, but of course, he fit the description. And so, yeah, in 2015, he 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 was able to to walk. And honestly, I implore you, if you do not know about this story, go and read about it. Go look into it. And, and just be marveled at how this court system, some would say it prevailed in the end, but still, 28 years, bro? Nah, unacceptable. And of course, it is an autobiography, a memoir of sorts. Um, and I won't, even, I won't even say an autobiography, but so much is Hinton telling his story of this conviction, his time in incarcerated and the release it's it's a powerful book it's a page turner needless to say and honestly if you read it and you aren't pinched a little bit by the emotions of how he felt you feel frustrated on his behalf because you're like man what damn like what how how can we <laughs> you, like like i said you get into the book how can we make this this different how can we make it better but go check this book out man this i for real i implore you go do that um but we're gonna talk about the themes in the book of course it's a it's a self-told tale so we're gonna we're not gonna be spoilers we don't we don't give spoilers on o2 lit podcast for those of you who are just joining us 
we want to make sure that everybody gets a little bit but doesn't lose or get too much of the plot and we can really start this thing off with discrimination in the criminal justice system <laughs> so many of these episodes we've talked about race we've talked about um, the minority being targeted talked about the war on drugs talked about I ain't talked about the stop and frisk, I don't think, but remember out in New York, they had that stop and frisk um, law where if you look suspicious, they can come in and search you. You look suspicious. What'd that sound like? What does that sound like? Because if you watch television, you know that the most dangerous don't look like a threat. Shout out to Ozark. If you ain't watched Ozark yet, you are sleeping. I know that most of you say that it's a very slow show, and I give you that. First episodes are pretty, pretty ugh, sluggish, but I promise you, you break that barrier through them first couple episodes, and things are up, and it don't let up until the, even to this last episode. Things was going down. And, I mean, I say that because you look at Marty Bird. Marty and Wendy Bird. Textbook, middle class, look, apparently, white citizens who probably live in the suburbs. Meanwhile, laundering millions of dollars. <laughs> but it's not suspicious. Discrimination, man. Like, you pinpointing minorities for the hell of it and we all know like i said we all know where the police system came from you know if you heard the word paddy wagon you already know what's up the police originated from picking up free men slaves free alike if they was black and they was caught out after dark they getting picked up and i read too many books of where you know free slaves now Men and women who have their freedom papers, they, they could walk from their plantation, but let some of these catchers, snatchers, and paddy wagoners, let them catch it. They, they tearing up freedom papers. It wasn't like the day where everything's electronic and you could just pull things up. Nah, what you had on your person, that was it. And if they took it and did away with it, you it's your word against them. And who was really listening to a slave, you know? Discrimination in the justice system. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the justice system. I don't like, I'm not going to say I don't like it, but it's, I, I'm just not a big fan of it, you know, and, and, and what it entails. Now, do we need some type of law and order? I, I believe so. But just of how all of this originated, because I know that it's so entrenched in racism, and yeah, not to slight any of the positive figures in our community or abroad, we, I'm not I'm not saying that, but the topic at hand, you know that majority of these judges and the like, they pinpoint and target these minorities, give them harsher sentences and reprimands than that of their counterparts and it's wrong it's so wrong and i don't know if i'm desensitized but i'm just so very aware 
and I know how to comport myself in front of um, an officer. I mean, I remember I was helping my brother um, change his tire out in Port Wentworth, and the cop pulled up on me. I mean, I ain't what I was about to do, run. What I was gonna do, act fidgety for what? I'm just changing the tire. If you got, if you're not guilty, you have nothing to worry about. Even if you have something going on and you being hot, you still don't need to panic. Cause they smell fear and they smell, they smell inconsistencies and and that type of energy man the way you do not need to get them a reason to be messing with you i feel like when i have children we definitely gonna have to have this talk sooner than later about discrimination i didn't i didn't, I didn't jokingly said that i'm be getting these phone calls because my child in class correcting these teachers and speaking the truth i i've said that and i really wholeheartedly believe that's gonna happen because even with this critical race theory that they're trying to erase from the schools, you can't stop knowledge. Just because you banned the book, you think somebody ain't got that book? You think that child can't access that book? Come on now. Come on now. You 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 can't think that you got that much power. Maybe one of my books one day might be banned. Who knows? But discrimination in the criminal justice system, we we definitely got to be aware of that. Be aware that some skin folk and kin folk, you got to be you got to be more careful because you can get trapped up. The death penalty, bro. Think to yourself. I want I want to know, and you can let me know. You know after this drop, and you listen to it. Do you believe in the death penalty? Do you think that that should be an institution in our criminal justice system that, you know, you do something so heinous that the state has the ability to take your life? Do you believe I for an eye? Do you think that that's, you know, a necessary evil? I want, I do want to hear from you. Some of y'all don't be giving me feedback, but I do want to hear from those of you who are willing to have that conversation. Do you feel like the death penalty is all right? Me, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. If you raping people, not really raping people, like you definitely put your ass under the jail. I ain't gonna say they should kill you, but if like you kill a child or a baby or something heinously, like the dude off of for color girls, if you just throw somebody off the somebody child off a building, yeah, you might need the needle. You're wild. But I'm completely. I mean, because nobody should be able to play God. You feel me? Like, God, I want you gone. You gonna, he ain't going to miss. But you know, son, I'd rather take on that task if someone wronged me in such a way. Like, if someone, and I done told my wife, like, bro, with me? Yeah. That turn the other cheek, I ain't, I'm not that devout. I can't, I can't say that I'm going to just turn the other cheek. I'm a human. I'm a man. I'm a husband. I'm going to want to protect. I'm going to want to do what I can to, to make sure you safe. And that goes for anybody else in my family that I'm, that, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, I can't say that for all my family, but those y'all who I'm around, you know what's up with me. But the death penalty, man, listen. Law-abiding citizen. 
that's what pops in my head when I hear hear death penalty. That and that Brian Stevenson just hope hope yeah you know, with Brent um Michael B Jordan and Jamie Foxx yeah that movie too. But definitely just law-abiding citizens seeing dude get the needle though it went horribly wrong i still that still just pops out to me because they do inject you with these different chemicals and toxins for you to not exist no more and it's really wild of course they they was doing electrocutions that i'm sure that was wild a wild time the book talks about how they would smell the burning flesh through the vents yeah i'm sure and I'm sure that was humbling for those dudes that was on death row. You feel me? Like, damn, that's whenever my time comes, that's me next. Like, that's I'm sure that a few of them had that ideology. Because what do you, somebody that was in your same position, they they came. What do you expect? But yeah, think on that. The death penalty. It's very. It's the jury's out for me. If it's a necessary evil. I can't I can't call it. I ain't gonna say yay or nay. Because again, situational. <laughs> situational. But let's proceed. Alright, discrimination, criminal justice system, the death penalty. Um let's talk about optimism, faith, and choice. Taylor Port. Optimism, faith, and choice. It's a lot to unpack because I wanna I wanna address the book and the audience. When you read in the sun does shine, you place yourself in Anthony Hinton's shoes. Again, it's some shit that you didn't do and they about to kill you for it. How do you keep that optimism? For my spiritual folk, how do you keep that faith and hope that someday this thing is going to turn around? And I guess I answered my own question because where there's optimism, there is faith. You have to be willing to believe. That's not that that's all optimism is. You hoping and believing that something's gonna turn out for the best. The antithesis. Pessimist. Ain't nobody likes those. We don't like pessimists. But optimist. Things could look so bad for you. Things are your back is against the wall. You are on death row. But yet and still. You believe in the corner of your mind and the whole part of your heart. Things are going to get better. And even on the book perspective, you got Anthony Henson, but you also got, well, I hope I'll say that I was going to talk about, you know, the family. They they had to have some type of optimism that things was going to turn around because, again, they knew his character. They knew that he wasn't going to murder nobody. Murdered? Murdered who? No. That's not him. That that's not something he'll do. So with that seed, with them knowing that, they had to know. They had to believe. Man, he can't sit for this. He can't. He they can't kill him for this. Something's gonna happen, especially with the lawyers going in and out the house. Like something's gotta happen. 
faith. Faith is a choice. Optimism, faith, and choice. You choose to have faith to be optimistic. You choose to believe that things are going to be okay. Because you can very easily choose to believe that woe is me, all is lost, I am going down. That's your choice. But is it the right choice? Is it the more constructive choice? Is this the choice that's going to keep you anchored in your faith? Nah, it's not. I'm sure, not even just Anthony Henson, I'm sure that there are a multitude of people across this country, worldwide, because I'm reading the autobiography of Nelson Mandela right now, and my God, uh, I'm sure those who are in a particular situation where they're incarcerated, kept up, refugee camp, ICE, whatever, I'm sure they are battling that choice every single day. Do I keep going or do I say fuck it? Because there are some, there are high suicide rates in jail. There are. They find these people who get sentenced to death row. You know, I'll just do it myself. That's how they feel. They they feel like you know what this shit ain't worth living. I'm about to. I'm just gonna exit on out because uh uh-uh. uh. I don't want to deal with what's coming later. Now, if you commit suicide, will you go to hell? I don't know. I don't know. I I have no idea. But you got to have faith. You got to make the choice. And you got to be optimistic. Because even if you ain't in jail, you might be facing a situation right now where you don't see no out. And you feel like you in bondage. So what's your choice? Are you going to put that positive energy in the air? Like we said with success through a positive mental attitude. Brain waves. Are you going to choose to do that? Or are you going to choose to fold and wallow and wish things were better as opposed to making it better? We transition from optimism, faith, and choice to suffering, community, and support. Suffering, community, and support. Suffering. I am, from reading this book, you see how Henson suffered. Folks suffering in jail every day. They may be on Instagram, Facebook, living the life, looking like boys be having pizza, all the electronics. No wonder niggas keep going back. It's like the club for real. They 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 kicking it. But still, they missing they missing something on. Besides them smiles that y'all see, they missing something. They can't go home. They can't be in their bed. They can't be around their family. They can't be doing whatever activities they wish they was doing. Suffering. 
folks on the outside, everybody who coming to visit, put stuff on the books. Again, hoping, praying that things turn out better. Are suffering. They love one. Is is subjected to these inhumane conditions, fighting for their life, legally and possibly physically, in these people jail. Suffering. Community. This is what I wanted to talk on earlier. Talk about having that faith. Man, when you read this book and you look into this um, story, you'll see just how much this man community rallied around him in his cause. I mean, yeah, in the city, we, I think we're doing better with that crap in the bucket crap, but I feel like we are embracing each other more. I feel like we are, we're, we're trying, we're striving for these collaborations to, to enhance and enrich our community. So, bravo, bravo to us. But the community, man, like, we gotta, we gotta be proactive. We gotta be proactive, trying to not be in situations where we have to grieve or we gotta come together to make GoFundMe's or just worried about, you know, whoever we trying to get out, all these protests, everything, like, we got to band together. We got to keep banding together. Be a community. Be a community. We all, we, everybody going through something, sure. But we all striving for something, too. We all want to be safe. We all want to succeed. We all want to be, you know, the best we can be. Well, the only way sometimes we can be the best we can be is to better those around us and help those around us get get to a good place because we need each other. These artists that we see making meals, bills, and selling arenas and doing whatever, their community is the world. Pooling their money together, giving them their payday, and allowing them to create and entertain us. But if nobody went to them games, if nobody went to them concerts, if nobody streamed that music, if nobody bought merch, like, these people will still be on SoundCloud, still trying to hustle for a dollar. But we as a community has rallied around these people and made them the success that we wish we would be. Why is that so difficult to have internally in our own communities? Please let me know. We, we gotta we gotta keep supporting. And I know somebody gonna listen to this thing. Damn, you said we is, but we ain't. Nah, we all we got we are, but we still got a ways to go. We still got a ways to go. We still gotta we gotta put our best keep putting our best foot forward, put our resources together and really make some shit move. Like shout out to everybody in the city doing something. And I ain't talking out my neck. I ain't talking generically. I'm really just letting this shit flow. And honestly, it's just, I guess that's just what needs to come out. Like, we got to keep supporting each other. We got to strengthen that support system. Can't talk about suffering if we ain't helping. Tweeted that shit today. I said, people expect so much, but expend so little. You want everybody to be at your shit? Retweet. Share it. But you can't even follow folks back. Why is your ratio 
10 to 1 of followers. You're not, you're not in tune with it. And people are petty like that, honestly. You don't, you don't share my shit, I ain't gonna share yours. People petty like that, sure. But then there's those of us who, you know, we just want to see everybody win, bro. I don't, I don't care. I want my community to be the best it can be. And if these podcasts, if this podcast is is my vessel to do it, by all means. If these paintings, shameless plug, please come get your painting. Like, bro, these guys is, and I'm expanding. I'm expanding these different shapes and and lengths of these canvases and it's really come together nice i'm looking at what i'm working on now it's pretty dope so yeah if you if you need a paint and get at me but anyway if my paintings are a vessel to to beautify <clears throat> the environment cool and i think i thank you all who have supported who have gotten a painting who's shown me and and really and really rock with this collection i'm a and i'm saying this now i'm running way more wavy through season three so we got until season four in september before we wrap up okay so come get it come get it so suffering community and support mm-hmm. now here's the here's here's that one here's that one the power of telling stories the power of telling stories. Okay, so look. Books, right? Books are essentially stories. Whether they're more informational than entertaining, fine. But they're still telling a story. And the power of storytelling is that it can transcend generations. You would want someone to be able to tell your story one day. You want your grandchildren to know you know, what you was about. You want to be able to let your history flow through the veins of your posterity. Why not? Who wouldn't? Keep it real. Who wouldn't? I forget what they're called. Griot? Griot? G-R-I-O-T? Griot. A West African historian storyteller, praise singer, poet, or musician. The griot is a repository of oral tradition and is often seen as a leader due to their position as an advisor to royal personages, personages, whatever. As a result of the former of these two functions, they are sometimes called a bard. Bro. I didn't mention it in Roots because it just didn't come up, but like when I read Roots, it they had griots and people who was able to tell the ancestors and talk about you know the customs and keep it alive. Cause like I said, you got to get with your family, get with your grandparents before they gone. Like get as much history history as you can because pictures tell a thousand words, but they don't tell shit if you don't know what you're looking for. If you just have pictures and you don't know who you're looking at. They just pretty pictures. But if you got someone to sit there and tell you, oh, that's cousin Suzanne. Her and your uncle Elroy, they they had some plot of land out in Ellabel and they had a success. But you wouldn't know that. You would not know that if someone didn't have the information to pass down to you. So now you armed with this new knowledge, was thinking about being an entrepreneur. 
Now you know, okay, this shit running my veins. So I really can do that. And that's a sense of empowerment because now you know your history. You came from entrepreneurs. My ancestors did it. Why not me? The power of stories, bro. When the time comes, hopefully God allow me to live long enough to see my my memoir. But I want my story told. It's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> it's been a doozy. But I I would love to have my my story told in Harry Potter fashion. <laughs> Not so much as that magical thing, but like I'm talking lengthwise. I, I want I want all of it. Make sure your story gets told. Write a diary. Start writing your autobiography. I think I was in third grade. One of my teachers had us write our own autobiography. At eight, nah. What did I do in in those eight years? But she did. And that's just just how powerful stories can be told. Because, again, I ain't really think about that for some time. Like, that really just popped in my head. But you, you... That's 20 years ago. And I still remember that. Had us a little white. But I, I wish I still had that. that. I know it's thrown away somewhere, but damn it, that was cool. <clears throat> That's why time capsules are so cool, because time capsules tell a story too. They show you what the person who stored it was all about, what, what meant something to them. And yeah, you don't have the, well, hell, kids in 20, 2150, we'll have, they'll have videos of these people who might want to do a, a time capsule in 2022, but still, like, if you get certain objects, you can put it together, okay, this person likes such and such, they like this, this is what their passion was, this is what they didn't like, you know, it, tell your story. I'm glad Anthony Hinton told his story. I'm glad that he was able to put into words his whole entire experience trying to get through um, this ordeal. 28 years on death row before his 2015 release. All right. 2015. I'm not a mad person. 2015 minus 28. So that's 1987. That's not far away at all. My oldest sister was born (coughs) around that time. Sorry, Tip. Well, heck, she was... My older sister was born around that time. So, yeah. Not far along at all. Yeah, y'all still young. I ain't calling y'all old. I called Tiffany decrepit the other day. That was I, well, I didn't call her decrepit. That was the story. Like I'm telling her, she is young. She just made it seem like I called her old. That's not what was happening. I I I just said older. But anyway, make sure your story is told, man. The way slavery, I ain't saying the way slavery was told because they still lying about that. But look though, you got real life people who are finding their ancestry. Maybe dating back two, three generations, if that. Man, it's not that far removed. 
I would love to figure out who my people was. I want to know. Because I really feel like I was part of some chiefdom or something. I really feel like that, that was my history. But who knows? Maybe my people... I don't know. I ain't going to say they were beggars. I don't know. But know your story. Tell your story. And let your story live on. Okay? The Sun Does Shine, Anthony Henson. This was a great book. I, Again, it sticks out to me on my bookshelf because I read it. I felt it. I can... Not a lot of books. I can still remember what goes through it. But that one, I... It's, it's different. You you really feel it when you read this book. Get the audio book. Go see if it's a movie or something. Just go research it yourself. Be aware, man. Be aware. Because it's the evil world we live in. Talked about discrimination in the criminal justice system. They still targeting these minorities. They still got a target on their back. Optimism, faith, and choice. When things going bad, it's on you. What you gonna do? You gonna keep pushing or you gonna fold? It's all a choice. One choice is harder than the other, sure. But it's still a choice. And everything's bearable. You can do it. You just have to put forth the effort and consistency to do it. We spoke on the death penalty. Excuse me. Spoke on the death penalty. Do you feel like it's a necessary evil? Do you feel like it's something that needs to be enacted still? Is it still enacted? I'm I'm not that removed from the world, but is if is it something that needs to be done away with? What's up? And if it is, and that sound foolish, charge it to my head, not my heart. I didn't research before I started recording. So anyway, um, suffering community and support. We feel when we when one hurt and it's a true community, we all gonna hurt, like for real. And in that breath, and in another breath, you when one succeed, we should all applaud, man. Like we shouldn't be hating, we shouldn't be trying to downplay somebody else. Nah, we should continue to support, continue to to be that one. Cause again, your purpose may not be the one who get famous. You may not be the one meant to be the one who has the prestige. And you pushing for it so hard Nah, you just need the support You don't know Listen, you don't know how good it feel When somebody tell you You the reason that they kept going That's a humbling And one of the most awesome comments You can ever And compliments you can ever receive Because of you They kept going To get to where they need to be I don't know man It's all about your priorities Me personally I'd rather be the inspirer you know, I I I do wanna what Tupac said, I can't guarantee I'm gonna change the world, but I can guarantee I'm gonna spark the brain that changes the world. The power of telling stories. Get it out, write it down, make it plain, let us know what you about. Put it on paper, man. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm gonna start my book very soon. And we're gonna be able to see just what's up with me. For real. I thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for coming through, catching the vibes, and being enlightened through literature. This is the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. It's always great to sit down and chop it up with y'all. Get these thoughts out. Pique your interest and your thoughts and just give you something to think about, man. This is it's, it's always a pleasure. And I can't I can't say it enough. But until we meet again, 
And no, that conversation is definitely going to be one for the books. Stay lit.